Michelle Pelisson, your host and the head witch in charge here at Holisticism. And I have tried to record this intro three times and I kept forgetting my last name. <laughs> What's wrong with me? It's the witching hour here. It's like three, three-ish. And I know the witching hour is like supposed to be 4 a.m. But I also, I think the witching hour comes like in late afternoon when everything feels kooky. You know, I used to work at startups and uh, one of my first startup jobs I had a boss who always said, oh, yeah, it's the witching hour because there was something at like every day around three o'clock, something funny or weird or just like giddy would happen. And all of us in the office would just like absolutely lose our shit. And I don't know. I feel like there's something about when you're doing deep work, when you're working at a small company or like a brand new startup, there's not that many of you. And there's so much work to do. And it feels simultaneously so important (laughs) and also so stupid because it's not a real company. You know, like you're not saving the world. You're just like making a thing that some investors gave you money to go experiment with. But it feels really important. So your head's down and you're usually doing things that people have never done before and you're solving problems. And it's like so invigorating and also requires so much of your attention. You kind of can't phone it in at those beginning stages. And so I think there's like a wall that you hit when that's your job day to day. And like by three o'clock, you're just like, everything's funny. And I loved that my boss always said it's the witching hour. It just made me like smile. And now that I'm, I self-identify as a witch, it makes me smile even more. So anyways, I'm having my own personal witching hour right now. I don't know if you can relate if you're listening to this in your mid-afternoon break or you just know what I'm talking about. Mm, I hope that you resonate with it. We survived Mercury retrograde. <laughs> it was a spicy one. I don't know about you, but I'm emotionally spent from that Mercury retrograde. Wow. What an experience. (laughs) And when I interviewed today's guest, Carolyn, we were deep in Mercury retrograde and she was such a bright spot in a very stressful couple of weeks for me personally. And I'm just really happy that she's here to chat with us and I'm feeling really grateful that she came on the podcast. Carolyn and I were introduced by a mutual friend, Imani, at The Woke Mystics, which is a great podcast, and we'll link to it in the show notes below. And uh, about a year ago, maybe longer, and Carolyn's taught some classes at Holisticism, but she just came and taught a class inside the North Node. The North Node is our private members community for intuitive entrepreneurs, people who are bridging the gap between the practical and the magical and finding their own ways to run intuitive businesses. And every month we have a different theme and we bring in experts and we uh, do education and roundtables and lots of really fun things about that theme. And they all are meant to sort of tie together mystical and magical elements with practical real life, how to run a business elements. And so this month we were talking about being safe to receive because if you want to make money, like if you want to have a business and businesses make money, then you have to feel safe to receive. If you don't feel safe to receive money from people or if you don't feel open to receiving money from people, you won't. <laughs> you will ensure that you do not receive money from people. So sometimes intellectually and consciously we're like, yeah, 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 I want to make buku cash. and But there's some part of us that's like, but I'm not safe really to actually accept that. Perhaps if when you were a kid, your parents gave you things or gave you love or gave you tokens or treats, but there was an expectation that you had to act in a certain way or that you had to, it wasn't just like giving for the sake of giving it, there were strings attached. Then you might've learned that when I receive things from other people, when I receive help, when I receive resource, there's strings attached to it. And if I want to be free, then I'm not going to receive from others or I'm going to make sure that I don't receive from others so that I don't owe anyone anything so that I'm the master of my own domain. And while that makes definitely makes sense, it's not useful after a certain point, right? If you want to run a business, if you want to go be like live on a mountain by yourself and be completely self-sustaining, that can totally work. That's If that's your bag, like go do it. That sounds really tiring to me. So that comes up a lot for people. I mean, money stuff is so complex and 
It's not just energy. As we say a lot on this podcast, there's a lot more that goes into money and there's a lot more that goes into receiving help and receiving love. And if this is all tied up in an intuitive business because running a business is like the ultimate personal development move. Like if you try to start a business and you're not like open to doing the work on yourself, guess what? Your business isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> and if you want your business to grow, my guy, you got to do some work on yourself. So anyways, that was tangential. But this month we were talking about feeling safe to receive. So the practical element that I taught on was partnerships and facilitating really intuitive, amazing aligned partnerships in your business. And then from the mystical and magical perspective, we talked about inner child work because if you go back to when you just, when you learned that you were not safe to receive or safe to be seen, that usually goes back to something that happened to you in childhood. And Carolyn brilliant genius therapist healer that she is came and spoke for two hours to our community and taught about inner child work and how we can excavate our inner child and walked us through some kinesiology to reprogram our beliefs and our perspectives from childhood, which was so powerful and so fucking cool. And she was amazing. Everyone wants more of her. So we're definitely going to have her back inside the North Node again. But I wanted to, that conversation was such a breakthrough for so many people that I wanted to have her on this podcast just to give you a little taste of what she's about, to let you know that she exists, and also to talk a little bit about inner child work. We go much, much deeper inside the North Node. So if that's something that you're curious about, then I recommend getting on the wait list for the North Node, holisticism.com backslash north dash node. We open the doors typically in January and June, but you probably want to get on the wait list before February 27th for the North Node. I'm just saying that might be something that you want to do. So if you've been wanting to join, I'm just putting it out there. Something might happen on that day and you can enjoy all the stuff that's inside of the North Node, but in particular, uh, this really amazing offering and masterclass that Carolyn taught. And part of why I love Carolyn is because she is this brilliant individual who bridges the gap, just like what we try to do at Holisticism. As a healer who is an energy practitioner and who is a medium and psychic who talks to dead people. She totally gets that. And she also is this brilliant therapist who's had tons of education and schooling and from some of the best universities in the United States. And I just really appreciate her perspective and, and how she talks about how she speaks about both and because something that I've, I noticed so much that's so divisive to me and also just like turns me off from the wellness world and like makes me just be like, oh, I hate it here is <laughs> when people are very one note, you know, like when it's like, oh, you can't trust Western medicine. You can't trust doctors. You can't trust psychiatrists or psychologists. Like all they want to do is medicate you and they don't really care about you, blah, 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 blah. And like, sure. Okay. Yeah. We know that there are some doctors out there that are like that. Like, listen, hi, I have epilepsy and I was told that I'd be on medication for the rest of my life and no one tried to help me. So like, I get it. I get feeling that way. And the first person who helped me was like an energy healer. You know, my parents tried to help me, but like my doctor wasn't that useful. My energy healer was. So I get it. I get it. But there are so many amazing allopathic practitioners who exist out there who are trying to do good in this world. And like binaries stress me out because they are so unnecessary. Like we don't need to live in this either or life, you guys. We can live in the and. We can live in the liminal space. So I just really appreciate Carolyn for being in that liminal space, being in the both and and providing both perspectives. I think it's really cool. So I'm going to let her talk now and I'm going to let you listen to the podcast episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Carolyn is such a special person. And this, especially to hear from a therapist about inner child work, I feel is really important because inner child work in and of itself can be, it can be totally life-changing and it can also be really dysregulating, especially if you, if you experienced a, a large trauma that maybe you've repressed. And working through it with someone who is licensed and who has a lot of experience can ensure that you're not like 
just kicking up dust (laughs) and not resolving it. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And without further ado, please listen to Carolyn be amazing. Okay, bye. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to the 12th House Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I love your platform. Awesome. Thank you. We actually connected earlier this year. Well, last year, gosh, Imani connected us from Two Woke Mystics and you taught a class on holisticism and then you just taught this amazing class in the North Node on inner child work. And I'm just like, everyone was in love with you. I'm in love with you. So we wanted to have you on the podcast because we've, we felt like we can't just keep this inside the North Node. Like the thousands of people that listen to the podcast need to hear more about your work. So one thing that I love about you is your just incredible background. Can you tell us a little bit more about kind of where you came from and what you do now? Sure, absolutely. I'm a psychotherapist. I've been licensed in three states and started out going to Columbia when I was like 27. And I started to have in my Saturn returns, it's really 12th hour, I'll talk a little yeah. bit about astrology. 27, 28, I started to see ghosts out of the blue. So I'm studying at the a conservative university, Columbia, and I started hearing and seeing ghosts. And I'm like, God, if I tell anyone in this conservative psychosis, <laughs> so, you know, the oldest social work school. So it's very ironic. And my whole life works on that irony. So I was really nervous. Every time I woke up, I would see ghosts just sitting there in Harlem where Columbia is and just staring oh, at me or looking at me. Were they always different or, or were they the same? Like, was it the same people visiting you? That's a good question. They were very different. There was this young black guy. He had a yellow sweatshirt on us and he like bumped my bed and I could feel it. And I, he goes, oh, sorry. He goes, I just wanted to finish our session. And I was like, session. And then later I went into the hall and I spoke to this older black woman and I said, I, I had the weirdest experience. She said, what happened? And I, we're at the laundry. And then I started to pull out my Wesleyan sweatshirt and she's like, she just started talking. She goes, oh, my, my grandson used to go to Wesleyan. Then he transferred to Yale, but she was sadly he overdosed. And there it was. I knew exactly. I know. And she goes, and I said, did he live here with you? She goes, yes. Why would you ask? She goes, you look like you saw a ghost. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> oh my God. No way. <laughs> yeah. Then I started asking the universe these questions. So that was with her. And then there was an Asian man who flew into my room and he was sitting at the top of my uh, bed. He started talking to me and it just scare the hell. I, I always wake up and see them. And he had the little hat on the little long thing. And I learned he was an ascended master. I didn't know who he was for wow. years. Then I had these three women, they looked kind of Irish, had curly hair, and they were laughing and giggling. And at the top, they're just smiling at me. And I knew instantaneously, they're the three muses. Wow. And they're like muses that you work through to create poetry and music and other things and writing. And then all these different people kept coming, random people. My grandfather showed up who I never met, you know, and he was wearing like these big boots. And my mother said that he was a fisherman. So I never met him, but he turned to the side to show me his profile. I was like, oh, that's my mother's profile. Like, oh, that's my grandfather. And I asked my mother, I said, mom, all these ghosts are coming. My mother was a chemistry teacher and she also was a medium. Not that she practiced it, but she always would see her dead relatives. (laughs) So I said, I know, is that crazy? I love the juxtaposition, so like chemistry teacher, also a psychic medium. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I think that was the thing, the science and the spirit yeah. was always together in my house. So when I called her, like terrified, I said, mom, I'm seeing ghosts at, you know, at the university. She goes, oh, wow, that's great. And she's like, mom, to my grandmother, oh, she's like, oh, she's oh, great, good. How are her grades? They're like, how are your grades? They didn't even think it was strange or weird. They're like, oh, you're great. Good. Says, I was paying a lot of money for you to go to Columbia. So you're great. <laughs> it's so hilarious. I'm like, they're terrifying me. She goes, oh, stop it. They're just coming to visit. It's no big thing. So she normalized wow. it. And then I started to seek out a psychic who told me it was an, a- an actress, a well-known actress. And she said, oh, you're supposed to be doing spirituality and mental health together the psychic and the psyche. And I'm like, no way. I can't tell anyone. She's like, we'll take classes and do things. But the ghost wouldn't stop. So I had to like learn how to put up shields mm-hmm. and learn about energy. And I went to energy healing and I went to shield. And then I went into all these different things to learn how to protect my energy and also how to like turn on the mediumship, turn on the healing when I needed mm-hmm. to, not all the time. But it took years and I kept it quiet for a long time. And then ironically, the first job I got 
out of Columbia was working on Wall Street in a firm, an employee assistance program. And the woman, the head woman who hired, she started the firm with somebody else. She was a Jewish gay woman on Wall Street, had a multi-million dollar firm. And I was interviewing with her and I was talking about, you know, like all the different theories and this, this, and that. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. She goes, forget about it. So I see your aura. You're very intuitive. This is why I hired you. So... (laughs) And she's like, I just want you, I was 30 then, she's like, I just want you to be able to tune in to clients really fast and then do the work and then move them along. And allegedly, that's how she got her work, her clients, was she got visions about scattered arms and Dean Witter and J.P. Morgan. Oh my gosh. So she full on read your aura and she was like, you're you're right. You're right for us. Like, come join us. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I was like the second youngest person they hired there. They're all psychologists. It was a Jewish firm on Wall Street. And it was an employee assistance program. And it was really, really good experience. And that the fact that she supported me in that, and because she kept saying, you changed the energy in the room. I learned more about energy and different things. And and then I realized I have to incorporate the traditional counseling because it was a very conservative company. Mm. You know, we had like big law firms and bankers, you know, Wall Street. And then also my supervisor at the time was, was into astrology. And then she was a psychic. And then my coworker was into going to mediums and taking mediumship. It was the weirdest thing. Like, what are the chances that yeah. we all like landed? And together? did you talk and, about that? Yeah. Like, was that up well, like spoken about publicly in the firm or at least between colleagues? Or was it like kind of whispered while you were at the, I don't know, like making coffee? Uh-huh. Well, with my supervisor, Marjorie, yeah, she was really into astrology. She said, what's your sign? When you and then <laughs> my coworker, Michelle, she was all into mediums. And yeah, we would talk about that stuff. And then the managing partner, B, didn't tell us until later. We're like, she's psychic. We're like talking about it. And then she finally told us that she had visions. But it was just a juxtapose of this conservative company. But then we all had this spirit. She feng shui our offices. Mm. We put little symbols there. You know, it was all very interesting. And they helped me, you know, start a private practice. And I always want to keep it separate, you know, and they, we kind of did. We didn't want to present this to these conservative firms. But one time in, in, I could use the office, I had a client that came in who was suicidal and everyone had left and people had left in the summer and she was so depressed. And I had gone to Reiki classes and healing classes because it was very stressful to calm me. So she said she wanted to kill herself. She had a plan. It was elaborate. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And we would see each other for a while. She said, I really like you, but I think this is it. And she was, you know, had a like, she was a substance abuser. She was incarcerated because she killed her husband at the oh time. Because the domestic no killed I'm sorry I shot her husband for domestic violence I know yeah it was what a really hard case she was a black gay woman she was a vet she had all these high risk factors you know connection to a weapon because she was in the army and she was really suicidal had a really really hard life and she was a sweet woman and I knew an old soul because when somebody has so many different things you know they're an older yeah. soul so I didn't know what to do so I just sent her a Reiki symbol like I did a little choco ray and I sent it to her while we're talking like this and all of a sudden she stopped she goes what did you do and I said nothing and I said I just sent you a symbol she goes I feel this wave of good I feel is it like this energy is like almost like angelic and healing and I said send you symbol she goes it worked and then she contracted me she calmed herself down I know I was so surprised and I said I have to incorporate both so that was my come to Jesus moments where I knew I have to incorporate spirituality and mental health somehow. And then I I was working at another company where I was able to do teach meditation. And then I felt called to come out. Let's see, it was 2000. I felt called to go to LA. I was dating a guy and I was like, let me come to LA. And I just felt like spirit was saying, you got to move out of here. I had a second job on Wall Street that says, you've got to move. So it was actually September 2000, I left. And then September 2001, when 9-11 happened, my, yeah, and my uh, subway stop was the World Trade Center at 842. I used to get off and run, you know, run and walk to my job. But if I had stayed a year, I would have been underneath that's, you know, at the time, I know, yeah. isn't it chances? Body I chills. Wow. Yeah. I got the message like you have to go now, you know, in relationship stable or not. So I, I left and then I started doing spiritual workout in LA and I felt, I like the whole mind body stuff out here, the vibe. I ended up working at UCLA as a healer. That was another, you know, interesting moment where it's kind of like sometimes when you're very intuitive, people can pick it up and in a corporate environment, they can be a little intimidated by it. 
So I was working, yeah. So I was working with somebody who was a little not into the light as much. She was mean to patients and, <laughs> and it wasn't a good thing. And it also was, it's also interesting with synchronicity and timing. When I was 26, I went to school at 27. I went to Columbia at 27, but I was 26. I wrote down in one of my journals by in 10 years, I want to work on my own. Okay. Because I just, I'm an Aries and I, I, I like to do my own thing and I had a lot of ideas. So I, you know, I just put it out there, but companies kept hiring me. So I was working this a mental health center, a clinic, and this one woman and I just kind of clashed. She clashed with everyone. And I, I knew her energy was dark. I could just pick up her or and she kept wanting to work with me and I kept pulling back. And then she goes, well, you have to work with me. And I'm like, oh, and I knew she was trying to absorb my yeah. light, you know? And my supervisor at the time there said, oh, I don't like her. She's really, you know, dark. She said the same thing. We're all having the same experience. I confronted her some things, how she treated a patient and, and other things. Like one of my patients she saw behind my back. She's really yeah. crazy. And then my patient ended up trying to overdose. Yeah. And, oh and yeah. And the, I know. And the only reason I found out is because her partner came in two months later, got me for instance, and told me, oh, yeah, um, my um, girlfriend was seeing this one, this wonderful young black therapist, but then she saw this mean woman for some reason, and she pushed her over the edge, and I got chills, and I'm like, oh, oh lord. So it was all these other stuff, and then she wrote me up because I caught her, and they said I was being, you know, bad, and you know, it was just complete lies. And I asked the universe, why is this happening? I said, I'm, you know, my score was 94. At that time, I was 36. Mm -hmm. So I had a 94 score, meaning patients who were borderline, you know, depressed, bipolar, schizophrenia, had to write their reflections. And that's a pretty high score. Yeah. So I said, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what's going on? But I knew it was a universal message. So I asked the universe, I said, why is this happening? And I went down to see my client. And she was completely in this beautiful, another client, a purple energy, like this just flowing around. Like I completely could see her aura. I didn't have to meditate. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to open up a third eye, nothing. She just looked all fuzzy and purple and beautiful. And we got stuck in a therapy. And I said to her, I saw her purple. It was fuzzy. And I said, are you into spirituality? And she said, yes. I said, are you really, really into like high vibratorial healing? And she goes, I do this, you know, a Lantian healing thing. How do you know that? I said, I don't know. I didn't want to say I saw your purple aura. <laughs> she started to cry. She said, my husband, you know, was in a cult. He told me to stop doing it. It was evil. And I, I left that world, but you saw me. And I said, yes. Wow. And I said, she was, you really saw me. And I felt like, oh, you, you saw me. Because I, so it was right after I had this meeting where they were saying I was horrible. So I was like, universe clearly wanted me out. So I said, you know, why is it happening? And I heard a voice in my head that said, why don't you work for me? And I looked around. I know my coworker was with me. I said, you hear that voice? She goes, you're losing it now. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard the voice again. Why don't you work for me? And I, I said, why, why is this happening? So when you ask, you'll yeah. get an answer. And then I said, okay, let me humor this voice. I knew it was a divine. I said, sure. And uh, the, the voice said, the work is steady. The pay is good. And retirement benefits are out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to laugh. And I said, okay. And then I started, she helped me pack. And I, everyone's like, you're leaving without another job. Because this manager was such a bully, I was blackballed at at four other places that this clinic had. Yes. And nobody wanted to hire me. This one woman at this, at the hospital, and I was a primary therapist, wanted to hire me. And she said, okay, I only can hire you on the weekends. It's just six hours, Saturday and Sunday, which I had $600 loans from Columbia, you know, car notes. Rent. How am I going to do that? And so she said, "Okay, you know, I'll hire you." It was just like weird because everyone else was blackballed. We have all these DAs, and so then later when I went there, I said I was all nervous because I was like, you know, I was ostracized and I was like, you know, shame like something I did. But she, this other woman, just didn't want me to show what she was doing. Right? She had a couple of body bags. Yeah. Yeah. So then within two months, that woman got fired. And then she had said to me, oh, I, I, I knew what you're going through. I was going through the same thing, like harassment. I, so it's like that was the universe helping yeah. me. And then I went to do some. I said, let me help other people because I'm not being helped. And I started to do healing at Agape. I started to do hands on mm-hmm. healing and, you know, like for their healing ministry. Cool. And I, I did a lot of it. It was really cool. And I bumped into this woman back to back. 
and her name was Cindy. And she's like, what do you do? I said, I'm a therapist. She's like, I'm a therapist. And we started chatting like the synchronicity. We're both doing healing, you know, and in in therapy, you're not supposed to touch clients, but we worked as healers, not as therapists. So the fact that we both were doing the same thing was kind of cool. We just started chatting. And then she's like, oh, you know, she goes, you're a healer. You should try to work at UCLA with me. And I said, you know, as a healer, I said, what? As a healer? She goes, oh yeah, they're looking for healers. And we just lost somebody and this would be perfect timing. All I had was two, six hour shifts on the hospital. And then I kept asking the universe. And then I got hired at UCLA, the pediatric pain program as a healer. And I only would go out when the families were, if I was on the team, when they had an acupuncturist, massage therapist, meditation teacher teacher, hypnotherapist, you know, a team of people, craniosacral was there for like six years. It was a great experience. And then they ended up filming on CNN. So it helped my practice for years. Wow. Um, I know everything kind of fell into place. And so then, then out of the blue, I'd never done readings publicly just for friends with cars. People just started calling me out of the blue said, I heard you do readings. I'm from New York. I heard you do readings. So that month I made, when I left my job, I made $1,500 and I was only charging like $75 mm-hmm. or something, $1,500. And I was sick too. So I was sick. I had a yeah, vibrate oh. tumor. So every, everything was happening, but then I found this old notebook. And I said, by age 36, I'm going to work for myself. You definitely created that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, it, either me or the universe, but I just thought the universe is holding me mm-hmm. to my, you know, my words. Mm-hmm. So we got to really watch our words. I learned about that because before I got, got really angry and really, you know, like just rageful and how would she do this? And I said, oh my gosh. Sometimes things happen as they should, because then I hated working as a medical social worker. But guess what? Being a healer, I learned so much about the body. Mm. I learned about medicine. I learned about, you know, working with doctors. I learned clearly, you know, I could look at the chart and know what emotional things people went through because of where their illnesses lie in their Mm -hmm. body. It was my training. And then I got, they gave me, because when you don't work full time, I worked on call. I got a six, $5 raise. And then I got another $3 raise because we get this at this job, you get money for not having benefits. Mm. So because I was younger, I was healthier. I didn't, you know, they still, I paid like $100, $120 for my benefits, but I was able to work freelance. I did it for 10 years. Readings, healings, and, you know, counseling. So mind is the therapy, uh, the body is the healings, and the spirit is the intuition, mind, body, spirit. Wow. Uh, Oh my gosh. I only knew bits and pieces of that backstory. So thank you for sharing the... Oh, you're incredible. I love you. Okay. So this is why you're so... Like you're so... I feel like you like speak to all the parts of uh, the holisticism crew, which is like having healthy skepticism, right? While also being totally spiritual and like absolutely in belief, because I think it's important actually to have a healthy amount of skepticism and personal sovereignty in your choices, right? You don't just like blindly believe anything that anyone's going to tell you. So as someone Mm. who you're obviously so educated, you're so intelligent, you're so science-minded, How do you kind of wrap or how did you like wrap your brain around some of the esoteric spiritual stuff that kind of makes sense, kind of doesn't make sense? Like, how does that work for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's why I I came in as my mother being a science teacher. She was named science teacher of the year because she taught chemistry and biology and physics to mostly um, inner city uh, kids, helping black women and Latino women, women of color go to medical school. So Williams College gave her teacher of the year, which is really a great honor. And then she got a PhD from Yale for teacher for all her work. Yeah. Honorary degree. So a doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. Their families, um, they're very, my mother's very much into education. So coming from that background, like she needed, she taught chemistry, Uh you know, like very, you know, scientific, but then she's like, oh, my spirit came in. Oh, (laughs) your grandmother came by. Oh, this is what she say. It was just so normal, you know? So I think that was a part of it. And my father is a minister and then became a bishop. My family really lived spiritually. He became the first black Episcopal bishop of Connecticut, which is a very conservative, you know, Connecticut is very conservative, old money. And then he also was a social worker. So I just think also too, then he had a PhD in theology. So, and then when a year Episcopal Bishop, they own the Yale Divinity School. So he was the CEO of Yale Divinity School. So he's very old school, you know, like religion. And then here I am, my mother's like saying dead people. So (laughs) a dead person 
he would read from the 23rd Psalm. Oh, the ghost is, he was ghost isn't gone. Uh, I, I go from the, val- the valley of the shadow of death. Ghost isn't gone. Praying <laughs> <laughs> this. Ghost is still here, Clarence. Would you get the ghost out of here? He's praying. Okay, it was just kind of funny to see the both worlds. But I, I think because I and I did well in science and math. I have a very scientific. But what I do is ask the universe for proof. Mm. Even I grew up in Connecticut, but I was born in Brooklyn. So I lived in New York for 10 years. And New Yorkers have the skepticism. Mm. So when things come to me, like when I, for example, when I saw that Asian man float into my room, I'm like, I am losing it. <laughs> and like, what is he here for? Who is he? So I said, you know, universe, show me this is true. True, but I'm not losing any. It was clear as day. And I walked out to Manhattan on Fifth Avenue. And I this man comes up to me. I should have had it over here. And I had, he gave me this little Buddha. And I said, what is this about this Asian man? He gave me a Buddha, alabaster Buddha. I still have it. It was chipped. And he goes, oh, I said, why are you giving this to me? He goes, you need a gift. And I was just like, well, that's, you know, mm-hmm. sweet. So I thought that was connected to the Asian, you know, mm-hmm. Buddha, just a gift. So I started walking down the street more. I ended up, I was looking at it like, I can't believe it end up in a Korean parade <laughs> and a Buddhist parade. And I'm like, that's weird. That's number two, you know? And they all laughed and I got off because I was just like mm-hmm. so preoccupied. I got off. Then I went to, you know, we had payphones back then. So I went to get a payphone and I called and my friend was in a goddess group and she, she was running it. She goes, I called my home machine and she said, oh, we uh, were doing the goddess Amarutsu. She's a Japanese goddess of abundance. Do you want to mm-hmm. come? And I was like, that's three Asians. So to me, that was like a message because I saw this man. So it was a gift from the universe. It was me walking on my path in a parade and an invitation. Mm-hmm. And that's always mm-hmm. how it has. There's always a gift. And there's your path. And there's an invitation mm-hmm. to join. So I felt that was very symbolic of what I went through. And that to me was proof, physical proof in the, in the world that this universal dialogue is real. I remember another time when I was walking with my friend, I kept walking around and saying, I don't know how I'm going to incorporate spirituality and uh, mental health. I mean, they're going to kick me out, whatever. I kept talking about, <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> and I would walk up, up, you know, around and people in Manhattan would come to me and say, excuse me, do you know how to get to 34th Street? Excuse me, do you know how to get to World Trade Center? Do you know how to get downtown? you know how to get to Wall Street? Five people. Next weekend, it was 10. Next people was 12. Then the next weekend, she was with me. It was 18 people. We kept counting. She's oh, my God. She's like, like, why are these people coming up to me like in droves? It was almost mm-hmm. funny. I was like, who's doing yeah. this? But I kept asking the universe, how do I incorporate spirituality and mental health? What am I supposed to do? And then, bing, we looked at each other. I'm helping people find mm-hmm. their path. <laughs> It was symbolically giving me the answer to what I was asking. And this has been happening for years. That's why I'm really into helping people finding, you know, they're working with universal dialogue, finding what their soul's here yeah. to do, a standard child stuff, and to really kind of just ask and get proof. Like I need hardcore proof. I want to, I want to uh, alabaster Buddha in my hand. <laughs> I want an invitation that's on my phone. You know, I want to be in the parade and whatever it may be. Oh yeah. my gosh. I love that. Like, I love the, the gift, the path, the invitation. That's so true. Like when I'm just thinking about every experience I've had, I'm like, oh yeah, that totally, it's such an archetypal journey also. And like into it from the perspective of intuitive business, like that's what we tell people to do, right? That's what trusting your intuition is, is first seeing and noticing. Cause like there's magic and the mundane. In fact, the most magical Mm. things are the mundane things, the day to day, like spirit is always around us constantly. And I feel like Mm -hmm. we should almost be like skeptical of people who act like it's a big deal for spirituality Mm. to happen for like, you know, intuition or psychic abilities to like, I don't know, they're all the time. They're not, it's not like on or off. It's, it just is. And so like noticing the magic and the mundane, I think is an integral part of being on purpose and being truly tapped into your intuition and being in alignment with the work that you do. Like that's the best way to run an intuitive business is just like open up your eyes and your ears and start listening and noticing what's already in front of you. Hi, are you a really, really cool person who loves and also sometimes loves to hate the wellness space, who wants to stay up to date with the latest trends and products and emerging companies in this industry, but who also deeply wrestles with the responsibility of being a conscious consumer whilst having a soft spot for gradients and well-designed packaging on everything from wellness supplements to clean beauty brands. Same, my friend, very, very much the same. 
We created The Cusp just for you. And for us. The Cusp is our secret newsletter and members community where we look at products, ideas, services, modalities, and trends in the wellness zeitgeist. And we examine them through a consumption critical and irreverent lens. It's like a group text with your favorite wellness loving and loathing BFFs where you can talk about everything from the best organic unbleached tampon company to whether that hypey, overpriced wellness supplement is actually worth your hard-earned cash money. It's just a really fun place. So when you join the cusp, you'll get access to our secret members community and you'll get two emails a month. The first email will be an honest product review with industry experts and independent research. We'll take a deep dive on a product or a trend and see if it lives up to the hype. We'll talk to experts and get their opinions on it and also get clinical research on whether the product works or not. And when we like it and when it does work, we'll hook you up with a discount code. And you can guarantee that these reviews will always be unbiased and unfiltered because we don't know how to do anything that's not unfiltered here. Let's just be totally honest. None of this is sponsored content and none of it is affiliate content. So you can trust that we're telling you what we actually think about the product. And not only will we deliver a discount code and research from independent experts and our own thoughts and ideas, but we'll also tell you the dupes out there. So instead of having to buy that super expensive, super used stress formula from Moon Juice, you'll learn about two options that you can get that pretty much do the same thing that are half the price. And that, my friends, is what makes me really happy. In the second email of the month, we'll do an industry deep dive and trend market research report on the latest industry booms, niches on the rise, and what to look out for to keep in step with what's going on inside the wellness space. If you work in wellness or you're wanting to work in wellness, you're going to want to get in on these emails. Not only will you be the smartest person in your group chat talking about what's trending in wellness and well-being, but you'll also learn about potential new opportunities that you can pounce on yourself. So if you're thinking of starting an intuitive business or you already work in the wellness space and you want to get ahead, I very, very much recommend joining the cusp. It's only $5.99, which is like less than the cost of two kombuchas. And you get the first two weeks for free so you can try it out yourself. And Oh my God, I totally buried the lead. But in addition to our products of the week and our white papers, our research reports, and the freebies that you're going to get every single month, we also have an area called Windows of Opportunity where we put up amazing job openings that are vetted by our team for companies that are in the wellness industry that are vetted by us and that we know are in integrity and in alignment with the values of holisticism. So if you're looking for a job in this space and you want to make sure that you work with someone who is low-key awesome, then Windows of Opportunity is for you. And you get all of this inside the cuff. It's so cool. It's so fun. And honestly, it's something that we've been working on for a really long time. And we finally have the resources to be able to make it exactly how we wanted it. I cannot wait for you to join and to just spill tea with you inside of the cusp. So go ahead and sign up at holisticism.com backslash the dash cusp, and you can get in for two weeks for free. If you don't like it, no big deal. You can cancel before your two weeks are up, but I think you're going to like it. Here's what some of our CUSP members are saying about the CUSP. Rebecca says, I've always been seduced by this brand on a late, a recent product review, but never purchased. I appreciate the reminder that they aren't the only business in the game providing these ingredients and these things aren't one size fit all. Thank you. This review might have finally helped me break the spell. Tatiana says, I've been waiting for this right here. I just started this product after coming off of another product and I wish I'd got this before I bought it, but I'm still excited to learn more about it. And now that I have the dupe, I'm so excited to see that I don't have to pay full price for it. Alyssa says, I appreciate you sharing more about these herbs because they are incredibly powerful and people need this type of knowledge to make safe, informed choices before purchasing. Bravo. Ray says, I am so jazzed about this new offering. This is exactly the no BS review that I've been needing. And Ashley says, this is amazing and so worth the extra $5 a month. As someone who wants to be healthy from the inside out and who's really into labels, this was so thorough. And I loved hearing an expert point of view 
with that expert's credentials. Oh my God, I am so thrilled and I will be buying the dupes. And that's just some of the people inside the cusp. There are so many amazing, fun, awesome humans. And I just can't wait for this party to get started. So go on over to the holisticism.com backslash the cusp and join yourself. It's the first two weeks for free. You got nothing to lose. And trust me, you're just going to have fun. We're really fun. And if you're really cool, you're going to fit right in. All right, that's it. Let's go back to our regularly scheduled programming. 100%. And I feel like that a lot of times intuitive or spiritual businesses too are about working with the universal contracts that we have together. Mm-hmm. We all have these contracts and it's about a gift within us, a present. So we stay in the present moment, the present comes up, which is our gift. We have to open mm-hmm. it. So we have to get this dialogue. We have to use the intuition because this is what we came in to do, you know, and to just kind of like, you know, work with it, understand it, honor it. And when people say, oh my God, that was so weird. I can't believe that happened. And I say, weird is Wonderful, using the W, E, exciting, I, um, interesting, R, rewarding, and D, our destiny. Mm. So weird is good <laughs> in my world. When people say it's weird, I'm like, good, you're on your path. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to use that with my husband next time he makes fun of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. When you're guiding people on their purpose, I, I feel like I hear a lot like of people who are seeking because they don't know what their quote unquote, know what their purpose is. They're, they don't, they're trying Mm -hmm. to find out their purpose. They're trying to figure out their purpose. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? What's your advice there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The purpose I feel again is really connected. Their sole purpose Mm -hmm. is connected to spirit. And because I worked in mental health and because I worked with a lot of doctors and people who are real depressed and anxious, they're like, well, what, I don't understand what my spirit is or intuition or whatever. So I would say, how do you find your purpose? I say, look at the word spirit S. Anytime you see synchronicity and signs, I like asking. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It's easy to remember that way. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So S, anytime you see synchronicity and signs, that's your spirit. And that's your spirit. That's yours. You know, that's where you're going. P, your purpose is what you've been called to. So that's whatever you're passionate about. The P, there's always two doubles. So synchronicity and signs, P, what you're passionate about is your purpose. And what your purpose is, you become passionate about. So you look at within your heart and you say, what are you passionate about? And I always give people a $5 million. If you had $5 million, what would you do? They're like, oh, I would help, you know, at-risk kids, or I would help dogs and animals, or I would, you know, make food. I said, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Doing The universe will, you know, jump in and give you the abundance of how to Mm -hmm. do it. I guarantee you, because that's your soul's purpose. So that's SOP is purpose and passion. I, your spirit is intuitive. The language of spirit. And what we're spiritual beings here is intuition. So you have to listen to your intuition. And then the other eyes is intelligence. If you listen to the universal dialogue, it's more intelligent to us. Because I say, if somebody can create this being, if you don't believe in God, you know, a giraffe or, you know, a rhinoceros or, you know, a panda bear, this is an artist. This is somebody who knows how to create a a body. body. Yeah. Yeah. The planet, how do our eyes work? All this stuff. This is a really intelligent energy system. I want to tap into the person who has that going on. (laughs) So that's the intelligence. Like how did the universe know, like give me ghosts, throwing ghosts at me when I'm at Columbia, they knew the backup. I had a mother that would be like, oh, that's normal. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So 20 years later, when I'm doing this work, it's like, it's not as weird, you know, to help the age of Aquarius Mm -hmm. come in. So that's why it's like, everything is like having parents, a minister, and then a a social worker and all that works together. So that's the intelligence and of the universe. And it knows exactly what you need at exact time. So you tap into that. And sometimes we can't see what's in front Mm -hmm. of us, you know? So that's the I, and then R, you have to renew and rejuvenate your spirit and that's you know the aura field so that's why i'm into smudging helping yourself smudge going to Mm -hmm. nature which is like the example of living in the artist's gallery basically Mm -hmm. and then renewing yourself is like what do you want to do keep renewing Mm -hmm. what's my soul here keep checking in what's my next step so recharging yourself in nature and then renewing and then the other eye is insightful when you have spiritual gifts you usually are a little bit more insightful like in you know creating like holisticism, you have IT, you have a spiritual, you know, Mm -hmm. energy that together, bam, you know, works together. So that insight's just a little different than other people. As a therapist, I'm just a little bit more intuitive. So that helps me with the healing body system. And then the other eye, intelligent and insightful, instinctual. So a lot of times things are instinctual too. That can help 
kind of know, right? And then the T is that you've got to trust when the universe speaks to you. So you got to trust that when a, somebody gives you a Buddha, that's where talking to you. And then you that's your truth. And whatever your truth is, whatever you trust, you got to hold on to that. And that to me is how the spirit functions. I hope I tell you answer your question. How the spirit functions in the world. Oh, how to make it being, a, being with your it. purpose. Yeah. Figuring out your purpose. Yeah. Purpose. yeah. So I think so then if you ask and then you get, you know, like, you know, do this or like, what's the chances that I would work at UCLA as a healer, the woman who was running the program, her daughter worked for NBC. So CNN came in, Judith Orloff was part of that. So she said, I need a healer to be on the show. So, I mean, and then that helped my business for years. So that legitimized Mm -hmm. me. It wasn't just, you know, a random healer. I was a healer that worked at UCLA with doctors. And so that's incorporating the spirit. I've always been in both worlds, toggling between the spiritual world and, you know, the scientific mm-hmm. world or the traditional world, like Wall Street, and then everyone there is doing spiritual right. work. You know, got a major HMO, but then I'm like a spirit and working at uh, UCLA and then I'm a healer. So that's every time I wanted to leave, they call me back. <laughs> and that's where I have to go and do my business for a little bit. And then it keeps coming back, coming back. And that's when you know that pull, that pull is another thing about your purpose. You feel this pull. Right. Whenever you feel pulled to something, that's your purpose too. Mm. Yeah, pulling, calling. I've acted into those too. <laughs> I love it. It's so helpful because it helps you. It like it helps you remember. It's great. And it's like practical. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. It's not like oh, feel a message. <laughs> no, it's like which I love doing. <laughs> and tuning in say, oh, I feel your spirit. I also also like it's practical. Both and, right? I love an acronym and I also love channeling. We can do both. It's great. (laughs) Yes. Writer's channel. A singer's channel. It's true. It's true. I was really struck when you said instinct for the second eye of like, oh yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. There's something about us that like, when we are on our purpose, we just, it's almost like second nature to us. And we don't recognize that it's hard for other people. Or like, we think it's that everyone does it the way that we do it. Or like that it's for, it's like this for everyone. And that kind of like brings me back to inner child work and like something that's innate to you from when you were a kid and how so many people are disconnected from that experience. Even their intuition, when you were talking about how Sometimes when you walk into a corporate space and people can tell you're intuitive and they can't quite put their finger on it, how they get intimidated or scared, it's because you see through them. It's because you you know them and that's like scary to them. And if that happens to you when you're a kid, like you get you you associate being punished with being intuitive or being yourself with getting in trouble. And that can really like down the road really mess with your ability to like see clearly and tune in clearly to your purpose. So for you, like, what is the point of inner child work beyond aligning back with purpose? Yeah, well, I feel like in a lot of like people that grew up in alcoholic family systems, for example, they usually have to pick up intuition, what's going mm-hmm. on in the environment. So I know, you know, dad's angry because he's right. coming home or what's happening. So that makes them more intuitive. And then it makes it down and more. What do you mean? I'm not angry. What right. are you talking about? So it's usually like overcoming that and it's slamming down their spirit. So I feel like it's an important part to, you know, go back to, you know, the ground zero, you know, to kind of go back to what did you like to do when you're little or what, you know, your intuition is, is a guiding force of your spirit. And we forget about spirit because a lot of people I work with are, you know, like they're overcoming from Catholicism or detoxing from Judaism. Like religion has scared people because of all the history and different things. So universe to me is a little bit more user-friendly and then spirit is something that you connect to your intuition. And then when you see that, cause the word, like somebody has said in the chat of our class, spirit means intuition. I can't remember. Was it breath um, maybe? Oh I can't remember. Breath? It is. Yeah. There it is. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote about it. Yes. Breath. So the breath is connected to our spirit was connected to our mm. intuition because when we, you know, like I mentioned, when we, get nervous, we lose that part of our breath. And that's where a part of our soul is so mm. lost. And that's when the inner child, the one that was so safe, that was so comfortable, that was normal and healthy and healing got shut down. So that part of us is what we want to bring back and work with. So a lot of our core wounds are something or an obstacle that we need to jump over. And our core wounds come with a lot of trauma, 
a lot of times. And everyone goes through trauma because we're here to grow and learn. If we know that paradigm, we won't feel as victimized by what's you know going through. So we embrace our inner child. We're like, what did that child learn? And what did that child lose? How do we bring back that sensitive part, the creative part, the one that knew things before other people, the one that was closed down? And it is scary because if authority figures do it and you want to start a business or you want to work at a company, they become authority figures mm. again. So it is dialoguing and you become the parent saying, oh no, I'll lead you back. Let's talk about what you feel. Let's understand what you feel. And it's common for men and women, but a lot of women who are very feeling sensitive, they have that, you know, like, oh, you're just so sensitive, like, mm-hmm. shut up, you know, what are you talking about? And they don't like it. So it is about re-dialoguing, recharging that energy, riding the bike again, you know, going back to that part of you that if you were a dancer, dance again. If you like to draw, go ahead and draw. You know, make friends with the three-year-old part of yourself or the six-year-old that lost dad or the seven-year-old that was in a car accident Mm -hmm. or the eight-year-old that lost their older brother to cancer and say, what did I lose at that time? So you can do your own inner dialogue about that aspect of you. And it may be hard and it may come in a dream. Mm -hmm. It may come with working with another child that's at that age. It may come with, you know, observing, looking at curriculum of eight-year-olds or seven-year-olds or six-year-olds. All those things can trigger you healing that inner part of you that was lost and lost the gift of intuition or sensitivity Mm -hmm. or whatever else it may have lost. I think inner child work for so I noticed I was noticing in our call in our class that there's a tendency to want to do it perfectly, right? Well, like, well, how do I know what age to start at? Like where, where to recover? And like, how do I know that this is actually, which trauma is right? And to me, when I was kind of like thinking about that, because I definitely have perfectionist tendencies too, I was just, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about how that is very much a, a childish way of like, I have to do this perfectly. And if I don't, then I'm going to get in trouble. Or if I don't do it mm-hmm. right, then like, I won't be good. And how mm-hmm. like, even that of like, oh, I'm not going to do this perfectly. There's no right way to do this. There's just trusting myself and getting started. That mm-hmm. in and of itself can be healing to inner child work. That's incredibly healing. That's an incredibly good point. Absolutely. Because some people become the abusive parent. Yes. That's what they yeah. learn. So they become that critical parent, that internalized, you know, rage or or critical person or mean parent. So they want to go back and be the nice parent or the fantasy aunt Mm -hmm. or the great grandmother that just says, hey, you're great. You're okay." And nothing in life is perfect. We all have to know that. I mean, things, you know, we're in L.A., everything's so perfect on screen in this. Nothing in life is perfect. Perfect is a myth. And falling on the path, knowing that's a next step, you know, like every path you fall, every step you make, you change. And that's part of the, the joy of creation. Artists don't create everything perfectly. They're like, oh, scrap it up, throw it away. <laughs> so, you know, people have to do that too. And and just to be, yes, the, the wonderful aunt, the great grandmother, the supportive uncle, anything else, or a, a great parent, a loving parent. Like, what would that be like if I had a parent that said, I'm so sorry I hurt you. I'm so sorry dad left. Let's start together. Yes, you were right. Yes, you're right. Dad was mean to me. I should have said that. Instead of the parents saying, no, you're you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can recreate the scenario. The best part of intuition is creativity. That's the part of our spirit. Our spirit loves to create, just like the cosmos, you know, like galaxies create and recreate and we, you know, mm-hmm. grow. And is it always perfect? No, there's these weird, you know, Morpheus colors and stuff, but they look beautiful. It's still beautiful. Yeah. So we can do that too. I loved when you were talking because I've done some inner child work. I love the book Homecoming by John Bradshaw. I feel like that's such a great text. Also really hard to get through, but a great text for anyone doing inner child or getting started. I had never really connected soul retrieval to inner child work. And I would Mm. love to like hear a little bit more about that because I think that resonated with a lot of people. And it made so much sense when you said, you know, your soul leaves when it goes through, it's protecting itself when it goes through a traumatic experience, whether it's capital T trauma or lowercase T trauma. So can you Mm -hmm. tell, talk a little bit about your perspective on that? Yes, absolutely. So soul retrieval, the way I do, so I am an energy healer. When I almost died in the hospital years ago, I I was able to come back in my body. And now I went to that realm, let's call it like the in-between state, the fourth dimension. And I know when other people have lost part of their soul, like I just did a a reading today and I said, I got age 17, 23 and 27. And she started to cry. She's like, oh my God, she was 17. I had my son, 23. 
I broke up with my relationship and uh, 27, I broke up my other relationship. Those were all my wounds. And I was just like, Oh, I know. I just got chills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was exactly. And I just, you know, wrote it real quick. And she said that those are my core Mm -hmm. wounds. And and that's why it helps in therapy. And I said, is that when you lost part of yourself? So soul retrieval is like for us to dialogue with her. I would actually do a healing session. I would talk to the 17 year old self. I said, does that sound Mm -hmm. like you? And she would say, wow, that sounds like how I could have been. But then I made these choices. So we make these choices of protection, mm-hmm. of closing down, of running away, going to another mm-hmm. realm. So just think of energy, just floating to another realm. Like if something's really bad, people don't look and they don't want to take mm-hmm. it in. But it may absorb into their body. And it may be an aspect of them that's there, that's buried. That's why people get depressed, depression. You press something mm-hmm. down. Or that part of us may fly away like anxiety. You, you get triggered and you don't know what it is because the aspect of you is gone. So bring back like the 17-year-old self and saying, okay, what would you have been like at 17 if you were, you know, like, you know, partnered with your father or the father mm-hmm. of the kid or whatever it may be. And let's just put in the, the pieces. And it can be very painful. And usually I have them go the other, other realms, talk to that part bring them back together and then they merge and kiss and love and hug and then they incorporate it and I do that with the other aspects and what it is is that we all have soul loss we all have trauma we all have tragedy so it's a shamanic technique I'm not a shaman but it brings in that part I've just like learned how to do it through my own trauma and then people feel more fulfilled they get more creative or whatever the part of them that was missing Mm -hmm. that they left because it was too difficult we bring it back and talk about it and it changes their lives in many ways. Yeah. And sometimes they come back for different ones. I've noticed a lot of people when they say they've gotten it, they go out after the session and people are like, who are you? I know you. And it's so weird. And I'm like, what? And I feel like because they have more of their whole soul, mm-hmm. not just the healing and that people feel that yeah. light that came from the other side, the higher realms. Cause I feel like if like a kid was scared, they would run to grandma, grandma homes. So I'll take care of you. So grandma may be holding mm-hmm. them on the fourth dimension for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then when you bring it back, that light comes with them. And then they feel like more like themselves. A lot of people say, I feel more like myself or who I was. I love that. First, I'll work backwards. I love that idea of like your grandmother holding you or some loved one holding that child part of you that escaped to survive. And Mm -hmm. I think about the God wound a lot, which is that the idea that we, we are all God or creation and that God separated from him from itself to witness itself and that all we're trying to do as human beings is is witness ourselves witness God see God and so we are destined to be separate and we are just trying to come back together we're trying to come back into wholeness and that just reminds me so much of how you describe soul retrieval Mm -hmm. of that is it feels like almost our purpose right is to witness these aspects of ourselves, these dimensions, all these multiple dimensions of ourselves and to bring them back together and, and make them whole again. Yes. It's like the microcosm and the macrocosm, mm-hmm. like a, this one thing and the same thing in a larger way that God's doing that. And then we're doing that. And then individuals do that. Companies do that. America's mm-hmm. doing that. We're all bringing ourselves back together. Women and men are doing that. So yes, it is like going away and coming back. That's like the whole fantasy of the twin flame, the same thing. Oh, there's part of us missing. And that, and we can look at it as that there is a part of us missing or that we're whole anyways, mm-hmm. or how do we incorporate it back? And then how do we observe ourselves? So I'm observing this, like you mentioned with God, observing that 23 year old I could have been that but look how much I've learned from not being that person Mm -hmm. you know and look how much I've grown and usually there's a gift in that running away and that's the intelligence of the spirit acronym again people are very intelligent to flee you get that yeah (laughs) it's survival right absolutely yes the survival and then when you're ready you bring yourself back and even the little souls come in they're like is this safe is she standing up to mommy now And you do, and I would like say exactly what they're like. Oh my god, that's how I used to talk. It's very wow. bizarre. You know? That yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. that that also just reminds me of how in partnership, you know, our partner reflects back to us. We're really like mm-hmm. in mirror mirroring each other, and it's only when we're really able and ready to be mirrored back of who we truly are that we can be in a healthy relationship with someone and love ourselves. You know, I feel like that myth of like you have to love yourself before you can love other people, like. 
I don't know if it's, I think it's a little bit of both and. You kind of need both at the same time. You can't just be like perfectly in love with yourself and then you're only then you're capable of love. It's like we're so human mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. And to grow together and to learn from each other. Cause a lot of times people bring in, cause soulmates are really people to help to me. I, I believe that soulmates are people to help your soul mm-hmm. grow. So they, mm-hmm. they'll show you that little part of yourself. They'll show you the triggers or the buttons or other things. And that you learn how to manipulate the energy, the male, female, or, or the you know two women or whatever it may be, but you learn how to work with somebody in partnership. Like God wants to work with us in partnership. Mother earth wants to work with a partnership as humans. So that's a wonderful way. People can do it on their own mm-hmm. too. They're saying, but there's a lot of different ways. Yes, I believe that all aspects, that's the one thing of like universal wisdom is that everything is okay and everything is good. Mm-hmm. No matter how it's, it's like everyone is meant to be here. Everyone's meant to be here now at this time. There's no mistakes. This is again, the intelligence of the universe. There's no mistakes. Like we're all here, even if you don't like who's running the country or who isn't, this is all learning. There's always a diming in the rough underneath it. You know, if you dig deep enough, you'll find it. Mm, I like that. And I like that you're also not just saying like, there's always a bright side to things. It's like, sometimes you really got to dig deep into the shit (laughs) and like to figure it out and also like be catalyzed into action. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of, and letting things go, like a lot of sometimes people's positive energy is very, very, very painful. Mm-hmm. Like when I almost died in a hospital and I had a 30 K bill, that wasn't good, oh but I, I allegedly helped other people. I know it was horrible, but I also learned how to do soul retrieval just from, and I think that's how some traditional shamans were trained. I'm not saying one, but is that they go through hell and then you come back. And then now I just kind of, Oh, did something happen to you when you're eight? They're like, Excuse me, my name is so and so. I just sat down with you. They're like, ma'am, I'm in the line at Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. I don't go that far, but I will. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But that does happen. When you're a healer, sometimes you're at, you know, the peas in aisle and Ralph's and they'll say, you know, I was a good wife to him. Excuse me. <laughs> he really I was really a good wife. I'm like, okay. I just wanted to say that. Like, who is this person? You know, you're an empath or an intuitive, like or a therapist, or people just come and tell you their stuff, and you're like, "Thank you very much." Your name again. <laughs> you're yeah. always on the clock, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you let your if your light turns on, sometimes I turn right. it off and I'll, I'll turn around, like, and then they'll still follow me. I'm, I'm talking to you. You're like, I'm off you. duty. No, no, there's no room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, it happens often. <laughs> oh my gosh, Carolyn, we're going to have to have you back. Every time I talk to you, I'm like, I need three more hours just to like talk. Oh, You're so, so cool. brilliant. And I oh, love, I just love all of your wisdom from what you've learned in your life through your life experiences to also just like mm-hmm. your dedication to education mm-hmm. and really like learning is so impressive. And I'm just really grateful that you get to hang out with us and that you, you let us hang out with you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm very honored. I love holisticism. I think it's wonderful. When I looked at the site, I was like, wow, this is so, so cool. I think it's a great idea. I just love it. I can't wait to explore more. Oh, we love you. How can people find you? Oh, yeah. On Instagram, it's intuitive solutions, not solutions. So it's S-O-U-L underscore then solutions, solutions. And my website is intuitivesoulhealing.com. I have a podcast on Spotify. It's just me talking with Breeze about different things like this. <laughs> and then on Insight Timer, I have a, a lot of wonderful oh, amazing. Uh, meditations. Okay. I'm going to have to check you out. On an, yeah. And you've written three books, which people can also buy. Yes, Honor Your Spirits on Amazon and then Soul Wisdoms on Amazon. And that's uh, my newsletters. And then How to Work with the Universe is uh, a workbook, How to Learn How to Dial Up with Universal Knowledge. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carolyn. It was so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All the best. All right. And that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed. Carolyn is such... She's just such a gem. I just want to like hug her and hang out with her and listen to her talk. And she's incredible. You can find more from her at the link in, in our show notes. We'll, we'll link to her Instagram as well as to her website. You can buy her books. You can find her online, all that good stuff. And if you want to take her class on inner child work, you can join the North Node when the doors open. Make sure that you're on the wait list so you know first when the doors open. Typically, the doors open in January and June, but... Like I said, be prepared for February 27th. Just saying. Like if that's something that's interesting to you. We're just thinking of doing a thing. So 
I think that's it. <sighs> yeah, I think that's all I have to say. I've got, I actually like just took a deep breath in and smelled my house because quarantine and I've been burning this incense. I'm obs- I'm a slut for incense. Let me just say that. But I've been burning this incense. Normally I burn PF Candle Co. because I really like that. But I also really like Copal incense. But I'm burning this incense called Triloka, T-R-I-L-O-K-A. And it's a frankincense, myrrh, and sandalwood blend. I'm pretty sure it was like $2. And oh my gosh, it is so luscious. It is heavenly. It's amazing. I strongly recommend it. This kind of reminds me one time I went to this yoga studio. <laughs> this is, I'm going to take you on this ride with me. One time I went to this yoga studio in LA that is now I learned a cult. So that was that. But I went to this yoga studio, a cult yoga studio. I didn't know it was a cult at the time. And they had this really beautiful incense burning or it smelled really beautiful. And I was like, oh my God, where can I get some of this? And they were really shady about it. They were like, oh, it's a secret incense. I was like, what are you talking about? It's incense. (laughs) Like what? So weird. Okay. Like, can you give me the brand name? Like I'm not, I don't need to buy it from you or I can buy it from you if you want. They were just like super secretive and weird about it. And anyways, I feel like this is like a knockoff version of that. Tree Loca, Frankincense, Burn, Sandalwood Blend. It is great. If you know the cult yoga studio in Venice that I'm talking about, it smells exactly like the incense that they used to burn there. Ooh, man, that's a whole other podcast episode. But I hope you enjoyed this. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for like listening to everything that we do. Thanks for joining, <laughs> joining the cusp. There's like hundreds of people in there now, which is so cool. We launched like one week ago. Thanks for joining the North Node. Thanks for joining the free Holisticism Hub, which is our free community. We'll put the link to our free community in the show notes where we talk about really cool things and have amazing classes for free and just like connect with dope people. Thanks for listening to this podcast, The 12th House, and sharing with your friends and tagging us on Instagram when you listen to it. It's it's so cool when you do that. It like makes me so happy. And for writing reviews, <laughs> that is that is really amazing. And we are so grateful for it. And just for like sharing this thing that we've made because we kind of like sometimes go against all the rules. <laughs> kind of sometimes we really do go against a lot of the rules of like how you're supposed to do things in this world and in this industry to like grow or to make money or whatever, because we don't, we just like don't agree with them. And And we trust, we want to trust our gut. We want to trust our intuition that there's a better way. There's a more creative way. There's a more inspiring way to do things than the way that everyone else does them. And sometimes that's really scary. (laughs) Like when we opted for sliding scale, I was like, okay, so I'm probably going to bankrupt this business that I've spent the last three years years building, but okay, I guess this is the hill I'm going to die on. And it's just amazing to see when we just take this leap of faith and and you take the leap with us. And it makes me want to cry. I think it's because I'm a Pisces, but I'm just really grateful that you're along for this ride and that you just the grace and the compassion that you offer us is remarkable to me. And I'm just so grateful for you and the fact that you listen to this and that you're building this with us because really like we're a community, which means that there's no one in charge. There's no one at the top of it. It means that we're in this together. And it's so cool that when you help us grow, we're able to take that new resource that we get and pour it back into you. And so just thank you for sharing this with with your friends and for supporting us and for listening and for letting us know that you like it. It means so much to our team, our tiny but but brilliant team of people. And I hope that it it shows you that you don't have to do things the way that everyone tells you, that you can do them a different way, a day that, a way that feels right for you. We're a self-funded, women-owned company. And I'm just like really grateful <laughs> that you that you're here to to help us keep going. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that doesn't sound too cheesy <laughs> or earnest, but I am both those things. So what am, what am I going to do about it? All right. I think that's all. I'm going to stop before I start crying. Tears of happiness. But if you have ideas for what you want to hear more about on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. So shoot me a text at the link in our show notes or at the number in our show notes. All your text messages go directly to my phone. They don't go to my iMessages because that would be 
my personal phone number, but they do go to this app called Community. And so I open the app and I can read your text and I can text you back and I try to text everyone back. I don't always get to it every day, but I really appreciate hearing from you. And I think that's all I have to say. So thanks for being the best and for sharing this thing. And if you want to give us a subscribe and a, I don't know, a five-star review, <laughs> that's always appreciated. All right. You're the coolest. I'll see you on the internet. Bye. Thank you.